which you speak, love with which you speak. The Southeastern Asian country of Myanmar has been a place of continued unrest since it was taken over by a brutal military dictatorship. Pro-democracy protesters who gather peacefully throughout the country typically are met with violent crackdowns, resulting in the murder of dozens of innocent people. Last March, when citizens were protesting in their city, a group of military police were closing in to begin shooting the protesters. But suddenly, a religious woman, a Catholic sister, Sister Anne Rosa Nutwang, stepped in front of the soldiers. She knelt down on the ground and pleaded with them not to shoot innocent people. She tried reasoning with them, telling them that the protesters were just shouting slogans, not doing any harm. Some of the soldiers also went down on their knees and asked her to please get out of their way, but she refused. She told them blatantly, no, if you want to do this, you have to come through me. Unfortunately, Sister Anne Rose's courageous act did little, actually nothing, to stop the bloodshed that day. However, the image of a small, powerless nun kneeling down in front of a heavenly, heavily armed men captured the world's imagination and drew attention to the atrocities taking place in that country. If you go online and simply Google Sister Anne Rose's name, images of her kneeling down in front of the soldiers will immediately appear. See, Sister Anne Rosa reminds me of the power of one voice spoken with conviction. It has the moral for force to turn away heavenly armed forces. There's probably no greater force for good in the world than a solitary voice that speaks the truth in love. See, it would have been so easy for Sister Anne Rosa to step aside, to tell herself that she's only one voice. She could have hidden herself in her convent, telling herself that death would not do any good for anyone. Instead, instead, Sister Anne listened to the voice of her conscience and of her God telling her that she could not keep silent in the face of injustice. Because of her courage, her voice did not go unheard, but has echoed throughout the entire world. See, you and I are blessed not to live under a repressive government as the one where sister lives. But that doesn't mean that there are no injustices in our society. They take place every day. 
They take place in our schools, in our places of business, and even in our government. They're stiff penalties, both legal and social, for those who dare to speak out against them. And so many times, all of us choose to simply go along with the injustice. We tell ourselves it's none of our business, or we just don't want any trouble or difficulty. But if we don't stand up for the victims of injustice, who will? See, in that very first reading that we heard today, it's the story of the prophet Jeremiah, who simply says that he's too young. He can't speak on behalf of God, that no one will pay attention to such a young person. But God has chosen him, and God tells him that he will give him words to speak. See, as people of faith, you and I are called, like Jeremiah, to speak the truth in our lives. It's not the truth, but it's God's truth. It's a truth as it has been revealed to us in God's word and preserved down through the centuries in the very church that Jesus established. In our baptisms, all of us received an anointing that made us prophets. That is, we were empowered by God to speak the truth, whether it be convenient or inconvenient. It's not a job simply for a religious woman like Sister Anne Rosa, or for a deacon, or a priest. It's a job for each and every one of us. But what makes our testimony powerful is not just the truth of our words, but it's always the love with which we speak. And that's what we heard Dorothy read, proclaim, in that second reading today. If I speak in human or angelic tongues, but do not have love, I am a resounding gong or a clashing cymbal. Love. Love is what makes our voices heard, and love is what changes hearts. It was no doubt a love in Sister Anne's rose's eyes, a love for those soldiers, as well as a love for the protesters that made them stop and listen to her. In the images, several of the soldiers kneel down in front of sister and they pray with her and they ask that she please stand and move away before she's hurt. See, you and I live in a world that calls us to be prophets, to speak truth not only to other people, but to speak the truth to ourselves. For Jesus calls us to be prophets of truth, 
but to be prophets of truth who speak through words of love. Over these past few weeks, I have met singularly with all of the children in our parish who will make first reconciliation. Today was one of the last of the opportunities. I've been meeting them in groups of 18 children at a time. One little one said to me today as he was leaving the Martha and Mary room where I was meeting with the children, started to open the door. He pulled the door towards him and started to exit the room and then turned around, looked at me and said, it's unbelievable that God forgives us. And then with his shoulders raised up, said, and why is it so hard for us to forgive other people? I'll never forget that little boy. He was a prophet for me today. Why is it that we have a God who forgives us and yet we who struggle so hard to forgive others? It's Jesus who calls us to be prophets, to speak words of love, to speak words of forgiveness, to speak words of hope. And when you think you can't, know that there's a seven-year-old boy in our parish who already knows that's what he's called to do. And if he can, I can, and so can you.